On today's Venue Podcast, we talk about the new Microsoft Surface, Google's new Nexus 6P. We answer an email question about paying for goods with your mobile phone. And our special guest, Venue's Julia Bro on business security and compliancy. All this and more right after this. It's time for the Venue Podcast, the show that talks lifestyle tech, data center tech, cloud tech, business tech, phone tech. You get the point. Your hosts are Josh. You know, I'll tell you, China was amazing. Bill. We're going to do stuff to the car. Oh, Don't okay. freak out. Will. One thing I do not like about the Apple Watch is the very limited set of watch faces. And the man himself, Mr. B, a.k.a. Brian. They type that password in. They're like, yeah, I'm going to get into this guy's stuff. And then they're like, oh, no, crap. There's, You have to get this code. So sit back and relax and get smart. And welcome back. So today we have a special guest. Uh, Miss Julia Bro. Hi, Julia. How are you? Hey, good. Hi, Julia. Good Julia. Job. Could you tell us a little bit about what you do here at Venue? So I am the IT compliance manager here at Venue. Um, kind of day in my life, I am partly responsible for all of the audits that Venue has. So to keep our compli- our data center compliant and um, making sure that all of our client data remains safe all the time, I am kind of the point person on that. I work with our teams on security efforts, and um, I'm answering quite a few compliance questions from our customers. Cool. Fantastic. So, uh, Julia is here to help us with our topic, uh, business security and compliance, which we'll get into in a moment. But first, it's time for news. And uh, Phil, are you want to talk about the Surface? Sure. I'm sure... Um, <laughs> I'm sure Brian could have some things to say too, you know. But I, sure, I'll talk about hang it. Maybe, on, maybe hang Will on. might. I have some things to say <laughs> oh, because day oh. before yesterday, I actually went to Best Buy and actually looked at the Surface. Did four. they have the Surface Book? Yes, the one with okay. the weird spiral little. It's called hinge. a fulcrum hinge. Oh, oh yeah, the, fulcrum, the fulcrum, fulcrum hinge. It's almost yeah. as bad as a diamond chamfered edge. Yeah. But so um, new new Surface stuff came out on this Monday. Uh, the Surface Book and the Surface Pro Four and the Surface Pro 4 type cover, which I bought for my Surface Pro 3 because it is backwards compatible. Does it does it have a, a fingerprint scanner? It doesn't. I didn't buy that one because it only comes in black, and I didn't want a black one. I wanted the, the blue one, so I got the blue one, and uh, it's cheaper, too, without the fingerprint scanner. Does so. yours have the little button that's it's got, it's called a muscle memory thing where you push a little button? I don't have a Surface Book, Will. That's, oh, only, that's the, only in the that's Surface only Book. only in the Surface Book. That's pretty cool, actually. Because that, well, I think that's so that it uh, can release as well. Right. So. Yeah. And what I hear is like 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 uh, spring, that when you hit the button, it, it charges the spring or something, and tightens mm-hmm. up and releases to let the thing off and on to the, the the thing. It's actually pretty cool. Right. So yeah, I think whenever Phil went to play with the one locally, they uh, they broke it. Yeah. At the store. I walked no. up and uh, I was like, oh cool, a Surface Book, and he's like, yeah, we already broke it, and I was yeah. like, come on. Now where did you go? Did you go to the mall at the little kiosk, or you went to Best Buy? Yeah, or? I went to the mall. To the mall. Oh, yeah, I went to the mall. Yeah. So, and actually, whenever I went the next day, um, they had fixed it. Apparently, there's some manual releases. You have to stick some pins into some, into the speaker grills or some something kind of janky. I don't know. It works though. Yeah. Hmm. It's a nice look. Yeah. I, I spent some time with it, playing with it myself, and actually Jeremy Landry. We were coming back from our Gonzalez office, and uh, I was. We stopped on the way back, and we went and looked at it, and I was like, "Ooh, this is really nice. I like what just, this looks just like." Just think of the dust. 
Yeah, I'm not, big, I'm not a fan of the gap. When it's closed, oh, the, that's there's right, a that's giant right, that's gap. Right, yeah, because it yeah, makes the device it makes the device mm. thicker overall, and stuff can get in there, and that that bothers me. Me too. Uh, yeah, me I crazy. guess it would be. But but again, it's not your your keys are not also hitting the screen like some laptops do. Like like a like a Mac. Macs don't do that. Yeah, they do. Mm. Mine does. That's all you say. <laughs> you got Never mind. Moving on to the next uh, <laughs> item. We're going to talk about the Nexus 6P, which Brian actually has. What? He got his t- yeah. today. We're skipping things. Yeah, cool. we're skipping. We're going directly there yeah. because we're All talking right. about products. Cool. Let's do that. And that is an awesome looking phone. It is. I do say so much. I have it's, to say that, that is a an, That's phone. a great looking phone. It is. It's very pretty. Don't you think, Julia? Is this a pretty phone? It's it's lovely. I mean, it's 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 <laughs> Julia beautiful phone. says Julia before the podcast. Julia says I only use my phones to play, like talk on. I'm like, what talk on? Yeah, nobody. I never talk phone. on my phone anymore. I'm I'm the security person. It's the most secure thing you can do on your phone. <laughs> anyway, speaking of security, <laughs> probably got a point uh, there. That's a great <laughs> point. Yes, <laughs> thank you for that. Thanks for raining on my parade. Um, so one of the best features of this phone I've found so far is actually the the fingerprint sensor and the location of it. So with it being on the back, it uh, I've actually found that it's it's pretty quick. And from the phone being locked and the screen being off, you know, just barely touching it unlocks the phone, turns the screen on for you. Only thing, you know, the only problem I had with the iPhone 6S and the 6S Plus was that, hold on, hold on, I'm sorry, no need for a sigh, <laughs> is that the... You can't see the lock screen anymore. So if yeah. you use the home the home button, and and I know Phil disagrees with me because he's like just use a different finger that's not registered. But or, you know, or just tilt your thumb. All right, or <laughs> or tilt your thumb. Um, but it, it kind of makes the lock screen unusable uh, because everyone unlocks their phone or checks their phone by putting their finger on the. I home will button say on an iPhone. If you use the edge of your thumb, it wouldn't do that. Or you use it like from the top. They wouldn't do that. Just use a different finger. This is too complicated. Yeah, I will say this is. I will say this is a very beautiful phone. It's very yes, it Apple esque. And it's look. I'm just. No. I'm using that as a benchmark. It's very elegant. It, I, I want this phone. I feel like that's an uh, incorrect benchmark, though. Yeah, no, it's not like an Apple phone at all. It's not. Um, I, I'm a huge it's fan thin. of the. There's a there's a there's a a hump on the back where they have the the cameras and mm-hmm. and all the sensors and. And actually, I was kind of worried about that going in because I was concerned how big it was because in the leaked photos, you know, early on, it made it look huge. Um, it actually works pretty nicely and gives you a good benchmark of which way is up, which is nice in your pocket. So yeah. I, I would I, like that if I, I had that. I do like because when you pick up your phone, you just, it's you just, just right there. It's right there. Yeah, yeah. I guess. Hmm. I, know, I know what you're saying where you just yeah. do this, but right. yeah, this is a nice phone. Mm-hmm. I like the case that it comes with, too. It didn't come with the case. Oh, you had to buy it extra? Yeah. But it's still a nice case. Right. Well, Julie, would you like to look at a phone even though you use it? To, don't hold it to your head and try to talk on no. it. But I was thinking that it's... It's too big. Like, it, yeah, it's just big. <laughs> Sorry. Step into it's, the now, okay. Julia. They make a, big. They make a smaller one. They do. The, so, uh, oh, no, the, the Nexus 5X is a little bit smaller, um, but it's not made of as high of quality being uh, ingredients of components. I can't go back to a smaller phone. After you go to a larger screen, it is impossible to go back, I think. I, I will say this is my first uh, USB-C device, um, so it doesn't matter which way you plug it in. Yeah, I like that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, like your lightning, Will. I get I mean, it. You know. So, first impressions uh, recommended? 
Um, yeah, people. yeah, I think it's. I mean, especially for the price. I mean, it's it's four ninety nine unlocked full uh, price uh, for a thirty two gig price. phone. That is I'm, I'm, very for, cool for the specs that are in this device. I mean, you you can't beat that. Yeah. I mean, that's almost half the price of an iPhone. Yeah, awesome. Of a similar iPhone. Mm-hmm. For thirty two. Well, they don't make a thirty two, but yeah. What's the largest capacity in this phone? One twenty eight. Oh, one twenty eight. Yeah, they do thirty two sixty four one twenty eight. How much is the one twenty eight? Uh, I want to say it's four ninety nine five nine nine six nine nine. But unlocked. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, what's the matter? Will, That's do you a want nice one? Fo- well, yeah. I do. I do. The screen is beautiful. How um, often do you guys go through phones? Uh, Brian, have, Brian, more so. We have a yes. pro- we have a problem with that. So, <laughs> I, I try to stick to a Brian. yearly upgrade cycle with two phones. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes that doesn't really pan out. Sometimes it's every six months. Sometimes, but mostly, most of the time, I try to do a yearly cycle per phone. A lot of the times Brian would show up at work with a new phone and he's like, yeah, I just bought this. And then a week well, later he returned it. So. Yeah, well, there's a difference between buying a phone to use and buying a phone to just, like, try out. I mean, if it's going to be a free return policy, why not? Sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is there a free return policy on these phones? I mean, I think so. Yeah, I'm sure that I mean, yeah. And, uh, they don't sell them in stores, so What I type imagine. of SIM is it? It's... um. It is a, is it a micro? nano. So it's the same one on the iPhone. Same as an iPhone 6. So I can just take my SIM out, put it in there, back and forth. Mm-hmm. You could. Well, just... just and then you could buy you a... You know, I've always liked it. Then you could buy a Huawei watch, which, you know, now they offer two-year warranties, mm-hmm. and then you can switch back and forth between those two. Mm-hmm. That round watch? Yeah. I don't know. I like my, I like my watch. I know. Wait, anyway. what did you call it? Apple Watch. Okay. Oh. <laughs> anyway. Um, <clears throat> okay, so I have no idea what this even is. Uh, encryption backdoor <clears throat> thing. What is this? There's no details on this. And I haven't read. I haven't read up on it. So who, I'm hoping. Who, can, um, can someone? Phil, can you? Did, did you not read our podcast document, Josh? I didn't. <laughs> well, I mean, if you don't want to talk about it, we don't have to. No, so we get, let's talk know. about it. I'm, Just yeah. talk about the whole. Who, the whole. Uh, the government wants a backdoor into yeah, the so, devices. Oh, Basically, oh, yeah. So wow, to kind okay. of elaborate on yeah. this. The, the government or the DOJ is actually asking or telling Apple that they have to put a backdoor into iOS, for example, uh, to get around the encryption. Uh, the reason they're saying, that, or their, their loophole, is that the software is licensed and not sold. Therefore, they should be required to put said backdoor because they're not so actually selling I think the software. Should, they're selling should, the hardware. What is our compliancy Guru, say well, about that. Yeah. So, is, when, is this a good thing, Julia? If, Should if we they, let the government see our phones? If they, whoa, whoa, whoa. if they, this is political. Yeah. I mean, this <laughs> is well, not. I mean, I mean, here's, here's, this is, come this on. is technology. Yeah. yeah here's the real question: Is if they decide to put a backdoor in for government, could that be exploited? So that's always the problem, yeah. right? So if you do a backdoor, if you put a door there, someone's going to find it, right? Yeah. So it's a matter of. But what's the odds that there's not a door there now? Uh, to be completely honest, very high. Do you really? Ugh. Yeah, uh, I, I, I feel like I do I believe like right I, now. I mean, Apple, because yeah. of how much trouble that is caused, this is causing right now. I think that you know it's pretty high that there is no backdoor. Yeah. Hmm. If you put a backdoor there for the quote unquote good guys, the bad it's guys there for the bad it. guys. Yeah. yeah. So. And that's the argument. Or you'll have someone right. corrupt in the government. This is you know who has access. And then there you go. Well, they're a bad guy. Well, I'm just saying. <laughs> right. Yeah, that makes sense. So, 
So is it a good thing? Is it going to happen? Is, is, this, is this really going to happen? It's heavy, you guys. It yeah, is. Yeah. Uh, is it going to happen? Is it being talked? What's the dis- this, what's the discussion? Is so it, is this is this just for Apple or is this for everybody? I would say everybody. So, huh? so with everyone. yeah. So I think from Lollipop and newer, it has the same encryption policies that Apple has with iOS, um, and it would affect that as well. You know, obviously older devices are still susceptible. Same with iOS. Anything before iOS eight is susceptible to this. You know, to them being able to get into it anyway, they can bypass the the encryption before iOS eight. So is this under investigation? Is this under consideration right now, or is so it just kind it, of being tossed due, around? And it's all due to a specific case, I believe, is because the government went to Apple and they were like, "Hey, we need you to unlock this phone," and Apple's like, "No, sorry, we can't." And they're like, "No, you can. You made it." And they're like, "No, no, we can't." So that's that's kind of where it's all stemming from. I, I don't really know where how this is going to turn out, to be honest with you. Hmm. And if <clears throat> If they do put that backdoor there, then people would be more hesitant to use things like, I don't know, Apple Pay. Right. You know, having all your financial... I feel I a mean, transition coming on. But... <laughs> or perhaps not use Chase's shopping app, which they're hoping you'll use instead of Apple Pay. Okay, so this, who's, who's, who, this, was, this, was your, this was your thing, Brian? Um, no, this was not mine. Who, I think, who was, I this think, was Phil's I think or Phil Chase Pay? Yeah, Chase Pay. Well, yeah. I mean, I put it there. Yeah, I put like, it there. So let's let's talk about this for a second. This is so a bad idea. Do Why is Chase do, doing this? Do we really need another competitor in this field? Let's no, especially with you know subpar technology here. Yeah, they're uh, taking a step back in this because yeah. the way how this works is this doesn't use NFC. This doesn't use a self-generated um, you know credit card number per transaction. Right. This is basically a QR code. That you pull up Chase, and I suspect that you could just take a photocopy of this QR code and go up there with a piece of paper, and it would work just fine, right? Probably. It's yeah. not using any type of electronics; it's just a visual. So it reminds me of thing. the uh, thing Starbucks has been doing for how long now? Years, for their, years for their cards. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, this is well, nothing new. I hear Starbucks is putting in Apple Pay they in are. their stores, so that's that's a step forward. This but right yeah. here is something they've been doing for years and years. You know. It, it's weird that they're trying to jump into this game when they're fully supporting all the you know mobile payment platforms as it is, mm-hmm. supporting Apple Pay and you know soon supporting Android Pay. I don't understand why you'd jump into this. I'm all for competition in this market. Sure. It's just make that competition like worthy competition, right? Because yeah. this is actually harder to use to me than just pulling on a credit card, right? And yep. you probably there's, won't. There's no reason. It's less secure. It's harder to use. Why would you use it? You probably won't be able to use other credit cards too. This is just probably, I would think, for your Chase card. So you're gonna put, you're gonna have a separate app for your Chase payments, and mm-hmm. then you're gonna have one app for everything else. That doesn't seem like it's a good idea. Is is this another example? You know, when we talk about car technology, we talk about we talk a lot about cars getting hacked because the car manufacturers are the ones creating the technology instead of a technology manufacturer. Right, creating it is this kind of the same thing? We have a bank that's trying to compete with the likes of an Apple or a Google, who are tech companies. Who, I, I, yeah, who do this? I, I don't. I, I still don't know. I, I don't know why they're doing this. It makes no sense to me. I mean, they have to have a reason, right? Well, but the I, reason I don't is know. they don't want to give out their the cut of the profit because yeah. Apple doesn't Apple take like point zero one five percent or something really small like that with Apple Pay. So if you're going to adopt a payment technology on your phone, Chase hopes that it's theirs, so they make more money. 
Mm-hmm. I just right. hope Chase doesn't say, okay, we're going to drop support for our credit cards in Apple Pay. I hope they don't I think feel like, that oh, that if you have be... to pay for something, that would be devastating for Chase. Well, yeah, see, I think that would be detrimental to them, and I think yeah. they understand that. I don't, I don't know that that's a direction they would go. But, I mean, I don't, I don't just, know. Just I don't saying CVS, Chase, dump, so. CVS dumped Apple Pay and. I don't know. Is it coming back for CBS? I know Best Buy you can now, but yeah, I mean every, everything in what was it the Merchant MCX, Exchange? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, and actually, I don't know if you saw the Chase Pay stuff is going to be tying into the MCX network. Hmm. So we actually, speaking of all of this, we actually had an email come in, and Ooh. you can you can email us, Phil. Did you know that? I didn't. What is our email address? The, is this a secure email? The, the, it is secure. We had our <laughs> compliance officer check it out. Right, P- Julia? PGP. Yeah, absolutely. Notes. Yeah, it is um, podcast at venue.com. And how would you spell that, Phil? Uh, venue or podcast? Because I'm a, <laughs> terrible, I'm a terrible spell. How, how about the whole thing? You have to do it using phonetics, like, yeah, phonetics. you know, Papa o- Oscar Delta. You know, <laughs> do like that. I actually did know that we had that email address. Fantastic. So, uh, yeah. So we got an email. And it's podcast singular, right? Yes. yes. There's no Just S one podcast. Yeah. All right. Podcast. Like the podcast mm-hmm. at the at symbol venue.com, V E N Y U.com. Um, and, we ha- and we did receive an email from this. Um, they're asking how can they easily tell if a retailer accepts stuff like Apple Pay or Android Pay? How's it, you know, I've seen, I've personally seen like little stamps here and there, like accepts, but I, a lot of times there, there isn't anything. So how would you know? I, I mean, generally that would that would fall to the uh, the the restaurant or the place that you're at, you know, on whether or not they support it. But most terminals will have it. Kind of looks like a sideways Wi-Fi symbol um, somewhere on the on the the terminal that you you pay with, um, and usually that signature or that that signage will show that hey yeah you can you can use this here it won't hurt to especially right now because it is still kind of early days of contactless payments to ask and say hey do you guys take you know apple pay or android pay or any kind of contactless payments usually if they have those on the terminals though they do with the exception of like maybe cvs Um, other times they will have stickers or something like that that says like Apple Pay, you know, accepted here or yeah. Android Pay accepted here. Yeah, I've asked before and they just kind of look at me funny. Yeah. So the yeah. the easiest way actually I've found to find out if people take uh, contactless payments is to download the Mastercard nearby app, which is available for iOS and Android, mm. and you can filter that for contactless payments, and it will show you a map of every merchant in your area that oh, takes that. contactless payments. Right. Nice. So, like for example, there's a a racetrack gas station near my house that does not have the little NFC symbol on their checkouts, mm-hmm. but they take NFC payments. Hmm. And I found that out through that app. So, so Usually what I do is I just go and I hold my device up to the thing, and if it goes ding or it, it activates, I go, okay, it, it works right, or not. But you feel dumb if you did that and they didn't take NFC. <laughs> well, yeah, I don't, problem, that doesn't right? bother me. I, I, I feel dumb before. This is <laughs> this is uh this it's better normal. not this, it's cool. this better not make it into one of the little you know our little intros okay mm-hmm. oh, wow. uh, but yeah like Brian was saying usually it's this little uh, sideways symbol uh, you'll see in the display except Apple Pay except Android and then if you're really in doubt just wave your phone and see if it works or just ask the client hey the clerk you know hey can I use Apple Pay and most of the times they're these days I think they're getting more savvy and they'll tell you. But I, I had somebody mm. just look at me like, "What? What is that? What do you mean? I don't. I don't think we do." There's, yeah, now, there's still and, times where you walk places and people are just like, "Whoa! Wait, what did you just do?" 
especially when I pay with my watch. Yeah, so ex- people, that's, people get super confused. That's exactly what I was going to say. Is the other night I was in Walgreens and I was checking out, and I used my watch to scan my Walgreens card and then pay. And the girl at the register was like freaking out. She's like, "Are you from the future?" And I was like, "No, everyone's got the, you know most there's says on you can go buy one today." And she's like, "Really?" And she was going on and on about. It. She called like a couple of her associates over. Hey, look at this. Here, buy something. Here, buy something else, and let's do it again. And I'm like, no, no, no. But anyway, that was a clever marketing scheme for them to sell you more stuff. Will. Mm-hmm. Thank yeah. you for yeah, this. Yeah, I, I did not buy anything else, but it was. That would be a pretty, pretty brilliant. Uh, I felt pretty way to sell pretty, more I stuff. Felt pretty cool. So speaking of feeling pretty cool, <laughs> today we're talking to probably the coolest person. At Venue, yes. which is our security and compliance officer, Julia Bro. Julia, thanks again for being here. Yeah, thanks for that massive lie there. That's great. <laughs> so uh, we wanted to talk to you a little bit because uh, last episode, and I'm not sure if you've listened, but last episode we talked about what individuals could do um, to kind of protect themselves online, be more secure. And, and today we want to go over what businesses could do. Um, if, if you've got... If you're a brand new business starting out, what are some kind of general things that you want to look for with with your IT? Let's say I I have one server in a cabinet somewhere. What what do I need to do to help secure that? So um, I think it's really interesting that people always, when they think about IT security, they always think about the stuff they can touch: their laptops, their servers, but there's less implication on who touches those, right? And that's almost more important. You know, I was reading an article that came out um, in May, and they were saying that nine out of 10 healthcare security breaches happened because of internal people at the company, not cybersecurity attacks, not people in China trying to break into your system. It was actually people that worked for you. So um, I think the first thing for a starting company would be to just, um, you know, one, One of the best things you can do is make sure that you put everybody through a background check. Super simple. Well, right. Super simple and um, can be highly effective. You want to make sure you train people appropriately. And um, I think there's a lot of free things. I say free. It takes time, right? But you don't have to have special tools. You don't have to have super um, sophisticated technology to take a look at all the people who have access to your system and say, do they have the right access? Are they the right people? Um, so I think those, I mean, feel free to jump in at any point here, guys. You <laughs> guys no, I think you're absolutely right. Yeah. I mean, you know, with, with you know, looking at how we manage, uh, you know, our Windows system or Active Directory and, mm-hmm. and making sure that we have goods. And if, you, and if you're doing with Linux, you know, with, with your Linux security um, policies, it's kind of the same thing. It's an operating system with some type of security. So I think being able to uh, run reporting, doing some type of... Um, analysis, you know, monthly, quarterly, yearly, uh, to get a hold of just understanding what you're using. Um, natively, it's a lot harder, so I think using sure. an application uh, to help monitor this is going to always be easier. I don't have any of those on the top of my head, but uh, I think it's it's always easier to look for a third party to kind of get yourself out of the operating system necessarily and look at it from the outside looking in. Inside your network, not on the outside, because that would probably break compliance, I guess, wouldn't it? I don't know. Would it? (laughs) (laughs) The answer is always, it depends. It depends. (laughs) Spoken like a compliance officer. That's right. Um, You know, the physical piece is very important, as Josh mentioned. Where is your server? Um, I've worked at a lot of 
with a lot of small companies where the server is in a closet. Okay, that's great, right? Closet locks. The problem is that the closet gets super hot. So then you have to keep the door open all the time to make sure that the server can breathe and has the appropriate AC. So, um, you know, if you if you're one server or if you're two servers in your closet or is what's keeping your whole operation going, it seems like it makes more sense from a operational efficiency perspective to spend the money to make sure that your server is secure, breathing, working, backed up, um, than to have that go down and you have all of your employees at your organization no longer being operational. And I believe if you are just running one server, you're a perfect candidate to look for a cloud provider, such as Venue, to host your single server in one of our beautiful data centers Subtle will. that is, yeah, that that is secure subtle. and a good place to uh-huh. land your data. You know, and I think one of the one thing, especially for small companies, um, even small, medium-sized companies, there's a lot of resources out there there um, that will basically just tell you, here's what's best practice security. Take a look at it, read it, and like I said, there's a lot of things you can do that don't require software. Software can help; it can make it a little bit easier. But you know, we all realize that in certain you know certain times in your organization's history, your resources are going to be constrained. So you got to work with what you got. And so um, I think that those resources, some of them are like NIST or COBIT, can really help you take a look at um, best practices and some things that may not require tools to help you get better security in place. Hmm. Phil, did you know about NIST? I did not. (laughs) So uh, what what are some common challenges that you see aside from the 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 employee or, or the internal threats, what are some other challenges that people have with compliance and security? And could you give any kind of recommendations on that? Um, you know, I think resource constraints is, is a problem for a lot of organizations. I think there's a lot of organizations, too, who will go out and they will buy, you know, the best technology they can, and then they don't have somebody to actually sit there and monitor it, right? Um you look at even large organizations, the Target hack, they had everything they needed. They actually had plenty of logs that had caught that hack well yeah, before. Yeah, tell us a little bit about that, the Target hack, uh, if you could, and and kind of what what happened there and, and how what could it be. What went wrong? What went wrong? So. And how could it have been prevented? The Target hack is really interesting because Target was actually breached by a vendor. So they had a vendor who monitored all of their HVAC systems and refrigerated systems, and so they needed access, right, to the target network 24 hours a day in case if a refrigerator goes down, you lose all that frozen food. So they were monitoring that system 24-7. Well, somebody at that vendor's company got fished. Their credentials were compromised. And so I think it was um, a group of Russian hackers in that case that got the credentials, used those credentials to get onto Target's network, monitored the network, and then stole credit card data. That's incredibly interesting. I had no idea that that's how that happened. I didn't yeah, either. I, mean, I was actually, like, I didn't know. I didn't. I didn't look at information. That's very good information. Okay, so how do you how do you think that could have been prevented? So this is a great example, right? Where there's not tools that you have to buy to actually um, do proper due diligence and have good security procedures in place. Um, Target should have had a, and they probably did, and, and maybe um, 
you know, there was some oversight, but they should have had a vendor management program. So before you have a vendor come on board, you should do due diligence. You should be asking for their financials. You should be asking about certifications that that vendor may hold and ask about the security practices at that vendor's vendor's organization. Um, That should help you assess, okay, does their security align with our security practices? If it doesn't, look for a new vendor or you work with that vendor to make sure that their standards will meet yours. So there's no, you know, application out there that you have to buy to do that due diligence. You just have to have a dedicated resource to spend the time to do that. I feel so much educated, much more educated on compliance and business security. I never knew how little I knew. I'm telling you guys. It's a big, wide world out there. <laughs> Huge world, world of security. I feel so scared now. Yeah. Yeah. I think I'm going to only use my phone to talk now. So, <laughs> Just to talk. Just to no talk. Apps, no voice. I'm going to remove talking. all the apps on my phone and just going to call people. So, uh, Julia, any kind of final thoughts you want to leave us with? Um, what, are, what are some other good resources that people can, can go and look for um, on security and compliance? Um, and, and then we'll wrap it up. So I, one of the things I did, and I think it's great, is to go out there, find some um, industry-specific compliance organizations, because they're almost all out there. Sign up for their mailing address. If you are healthcare, you can go to hhs.gov and sign up. Um, and that kind of keeps you in the loop. It keeps you updated on news, any type of regulatory updates, and oftentimes any type of a um, breaches are... Um, you know, assessments that have been happening. Um, So I think that's a great place to start. Additionally, you can sign up for, um, you can look at NIST, you can look at COBIT, like I mentioned, ISO is international standards. Um, And just kind of stay up to date on those. Look at those every couple months. Um, So I would say that, you know, if you're looking to try to get more into staying up to date, those are two easy ways to do that. Cool. Well, fantastic, Julia. Thanks so much for coming on and joining us and educating, I think, everybody in here. Yeah, I, feel I, much I learned more, a lot. I feel much smarter now. Yeah. Thanks for putting up with us, Julia. Yeah. yeah That's well. the best part, right? You had, to, you had to put up with us the whole time. Yeah. Especially Will. Yeah, I'm not true. that bad. <laughs> Will and his iWatch. So if you are listening and have put up with us this entire time, you can give us your feedback uh, over on iTunes or on Stitcher. Leave us ratings, reviews. Uh, you can send us emails at, what was that email address, Phil? That's podcast at venue.com. P-O-D-C-A-S-T at symbol V-E-N-Y-U dot com, C-O-M. And is the, the dot is the period on the keyboard? Yeah, make sure you make sure you use the one that's at the, at the in sentences. That's that's the right one. Okay. Not the, not the comma, right? No, if or, it's, or if a semicolon. A, no if semicolon. you put a comma there, it's it's a cl- compliance breach. So. About an Oxford comma. Yeah. All right. Um, <laughs> I may need to visit again. Compliance. I don't know if you guys got it. <laughs> yeah. Well, leave comments on our blog at takethenextturn.com and check us out online www.venue.com and we will see everybody in two weeks. <laughs>